Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. The following program is brought to you by your friends at Podcast One. Don't forget to download our new Podcast One app. Does anybody want breakfast? Guys? Let's go. I'm leaving for McDonald's in five seconds. Why do you start with that? The Breakfast Stampede Meal. It's only at McDonald's, where there's a meal for every morning. And nothing says morning like a classic sausage McMuffin with egg. Right now, get this all-time favorite for just two bucks on the one, two, three dollar menu. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Why do millions of Americans choose to sleep on Bowl and Branch sheets? Is it the 100% organic cotton? Is it that they get softer and softer over time? Customers can't stop raving about these sheets. And there's no better time to try them for yourself or give them to someone you love. Right now, Bolin Branch is offering their best deals of the year. And you can get their incredibly soft sheets at incredibly low prices. Just go to BolinBranch.com to shop their best deals today. That's B-O-L-L and Branch.com today. See site for details. Hey everyone, John Roca here. Pluto TV is the leading free streaming television service. Watch over 100 TV channels and thousands of movies on demand, all completely free. Pluto TV never asks for a credit card. You don't even need to sign up to watch free. Pluto TV is the easy and completely legal way to watch your favorite TV shows and hit movies for free. What are you waiting for? Never pay for TV again by downloading Pluto TV. You can download Pluto TV for free on all of your favorite devices today, including your phone, Roku, Amazon Fire TV, Apple TV, Smart TVs, PlayStation, and anywhere else you stream. Stay little chico, pitbull, Mr. 305, better said Mr. Worldwide, and I'm here to tell you about my new podcast, From Negative to Positive, brought to you by my friends over at State Farm. I believe that to have success, you've got to play the game. So that the game doesn't play you. You know, the biggest risk you take is not taking one. It's very important that you make sure that you make the most out of your money, especially when it comes to insurance. State Farm offers surprisingly great rates. 
They have great agents standing by helping you personalize your coverage. All this is backed up by award-winning, easy-to-use technology. It's a great price with an even greater service. When you want the real deal, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Does anybody want breakfast? Guys, let's go. I'm leaving for McDonald's in five seconds. Why do you start that? The Breakfast Stampede Meal. It's only at McDonald's, where there's a meal for every morning. And nothing says morning like a classic sausage McMuffin with egg. Right now, get this all-time favorite for just two bucks on the one, two, three dollar menu. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Ba da ba ba ba. It has come to that time. We are at episode twenty. Episode twenty of top five. And you know what we're getting into? We are finally starting user suggestions. It's user suggestion week. And there'll be a bunch of out you. That's a bunch of user suggestion weeks. And you know what? Given uh, the most likely Kevin Owens face turn at the hands of Bobby Lashley on the past week's Raw, we found a topical to go with the Victor Puentes at the Victor Puentes. Sorry for Twitter. Uh, suggestion of top five heel to face turns. What a wonderful subject. I'm feeling it. I'm feeling it. it. Uh, so with that said, welcome to Top 5, the weekly podcast where we go over assorted topics in wrestling culture and lore. And this week's episode, as we just mentioned, the Top 5 heel-to-face turns, I narrowed it down a little in WWE history because I feel there's a lot of rich ones here. And it, it allows us to go into certain subjects, uh, which I'm happy about. Uh, I'm your host, ProWrestlingSheet.com's uh, James McKenna. And with me, as always, uh, Mr. Kevin Silva. Kevin, how are you? Yeah, I'm doing pretty good, and I, you know, it's funny, you, you, the way you introduce us is like a heel to a face. You're the heel, I'm the face. It's, I am. I make I'm no illusions of ever making a face. Awful, you're an awful person, I'm a great human being, and this yeah, is where we're at. But the fun part of it is, uh, as far as a face turn, I don't think I will ever make one. Yeah. I'm content with always being the bad guy character. Uh, anytime I've made myself in a WWE game that has had an option of what the crowd wants to do, well, like, what do you want the crowd to do? Boo me. I don't give a shit. I, I want, want people cr- to throw trash. I want the crowd. Every time they boo me, I'm just going to do another vertical suplex, and that will be my move. <laughs> Are you Bobby Lashley? Yes. Every one of my moves is a vertical suit. I actually uh, I got into a conversation with a friend recently where I, I really, now that I'm thinking about it, I really want to do it because I think it would be fucking hysterical. But there really needs to be an indie wrestler who's essentially who's comes onto the scene. It can be like a Marco Stunt s character, uh, but only does finishing moves. <laughs> and then Move when on. he would just he'd piss off every old yeah, guy. <laughs> but then, but when they're when they're asked about it, they'll just be like, "Listen, it, like." Why would I stop someone when I could just do a stunt? Like, the finishing moves work so well on TV. Why wouldn't I just use those ones? Which is sound logic. And I think that has just legs. Like, just just jackhammer. Just, uh, <laughs> like... Yeah, no, ja- like every move. Like jackhammer, shell shock, spear, Superman. Like every every dumb fucking setup and finisher you can think of. If you are a fledgling indie indie person who you don't think you're going to make it to the next level, but you still want to make an impact, I think that would be a great fucking gimmick for you. 
I know I'm actually on board. I am fully right? on board with this. Right? Yeah. The more you think about it, you're more like I've not seen an indie person just fucking do that. And like I would love to see a match where like imagine you just created a 2K19 superstar that only had finishing moves. It would be hysterical. I want to see that live. So, (laughs) listen, if you're listening to this and you're an indie person uh, and you're like, ah, shit, I don't know what to do for a gimmick, I am giving that away for free. If I don't get get in shape fast enough, which it, that won't happen. No, it's not happening. No, like, you you have that. This is something you can do. Uh, Give a shout out to me one day. Do four finishers to me. I don't care. It's fine. Uh, but regardless, you know, let's get to the list. You know, now let's that I've given away list. some ideas, when you get to the top five, heel to face turns. That's the important designation: heel to face, not face to heel. Uh, I, will, heel I will say it's a face. great opportunity for me to start talking because I just ate some spicy dry ramen. Woo! Nothing like having food that you didn't actually make. Just no, just let it be. I did what I did in high school. I just got a bag of ramen. Crunched it up in your ears because you're, and then I just put some spicy yeah, powder. No, in before we started recording, there was a good minute where all I heard was like mouth crunching, but I was looking at Kevin and was like, "Why? I'm not seeing your mouth move. What is? No, no, no. You're not eating anything. What's happening? Why are they crunching? I was manipulating a bag of ramen. Christ. Uh, and with that, and then, and then right before we started recording, you said. Now we have some, let's get some sexy, silent, long silence. Yeah. And then then munch. Fucking ogre. Uh, I am. But number five. Let's let's jump right into number five. Uh, And number five, I I feel like I almost put on here for almost comical reasons. (laughs) (laughs) I feel because it's the one... This has happened a few times, but this is the most pronounced one recently. Uh, we're going to go The Shield on Kane. We're going back to March 17th, 2014. This is right before WrestleMania 30. Um, obviously, you know, like the payoff to all this was uh, the Kane and the New Age Outlaws versus The Shield at WrestleMania 30. Uh, I mean, who, who didn't want that? In the shortest six-man tag match in WWE history, I think. Yeah. That that was the bathroom break. Like, if you didn't make it back, I'm sorry, you've missed more of the show. But it's on here because uh, the the Shield is pretty much the authorities uh, whipping boys for a while, where they just kind of brought them out to beat up people. In this episode, Kane was going to have uh, Shield uh, beat up Jerry Lawler. So Kane starts talking shit about Jerry Lawler. Shield comes down, gets Jerry Lawler in the ring. They they get him into a corner. They get on the mic and they start talking about how Daniel Bryan's not going to save him. Uh, then they back up. And then the funniest thing I've seen uh, as far as a heel-to-face turn, they literally turn and face Kane. <laughs> how many <laughs> heel turns happen where they actually turn and face the person? Uh, as pronounced especially as three guys as big as the shield at the time. I kind of feel like that's like the the shields thing, though. I feel like they kind of just tend to like do that to people. They do, but like it's more of a. How many times have, did they do it? As a like, there was never a pronounced like we we're either bad guys who do it to bad guys, good guys to do it, who do it to good guys. <laughs> but there's never really been a hey, we're bad guys now, we're good guys. Now we're <laughs> like, good oh. guys. 
the crowd popped. The crowd popped super hard for it. Uh, and there is one. I'm very upset by the fact that they didn't let him beat down on Jerry Lawler. I'm very upset by that. I mean, Jerry Lawler is a scumbag, so it's I hate very, him so much, so much. He is, he is a zombie, and he is. I people forget that he died, and now he's back, and like Jesus. I, that don't don't turn it to that. I'm not, re- I'm not. I'm not religious at all, but don't, like. <laughs> Don't make people feel sympathetic for him. He's a zombie. <laughs> I've seen more zombie movies than I have Jesus movies. I'll put it that way. I've watched way too much of The Walking Dead when I just shouldn't anymore. So I, you shouldn't for the past four years. I've been watching. I'm still. I watch it on Sunday. Ugh. Why? I don't. I, I'm. A, I'm. A, once it starts, something, I can't stop. It. Yes, you can. It's called. Just shut it off. I don't Dude, know. I, I said it's called. I watched TNA Impact. For, Every week for like how many years? But that's kind of ironic fun. No, it was me just be like, maybe it'll be good. I need to watch this. Yeah, but then you see like Sting versus Kevin Nash, and you're like, this is at least funny. Like <laughs> you see Kurt Angle just like hop out on painkillers, and you're like, is this the week where he dies? Like, I, what happens? Like, oh, now? Joker Sting. That's a good idea. <laughs> Joker Sting. Jeff Hardy has an 18 second match. He seems okay. Yeah, like it was. It was more like, "What are you doing?" Fun. This is Walking Dead. Just sad. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, it's one of those things where there isn't a lot to say about this turn. I'll be blunt about it. Uh, normally, we can talk for a little while about a subject. There isn't a whole lot to say about this one. It was just a fun turn. Uh, it's a good one to go back and watch. Uh, I feel a lot of people have kind of forgotten the crowd pop that has occurred uh, because of it and how funny the actual turn was. Uh, Kane does a great, because uh, this was, don't forget, uh, the corporate boss Kane, which is fantastic. Uh, and Kane had a great oh shit face, where he's like that snarky villain, and then like his mouth went from like smiling to like, no, nah, this is an issue. Uh, he, he played that character actually very well, which is kind of, yeah. As much as like, I don't care to see Kane like come out. I can never. I'll never deny that Kane is a fantastic worker, and that he he does gets the job done. He makes people look good, and he's got great facial expressions. He does. Um, it's funny that they actually masked him for so long. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, people yearn for. I I do hope we get one more match with masked Kane. I feel like that would be. That would be fun. Not a crown jewel. Just, but. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, number five, uh, if you're looking for it on WWE Network, if you want to rewatch it, it's a March 17th, uh, 2014 episode. It's in San Antonio, Texas. Uh, yeah, like I said, not much to say. It, it's, it's a good turn. It's a good quality turn. They literally fucking turn. Since we don't really have much to say, I have a question for you. How does the crown jewel work? Like, is like the prince like involved in the booking? Like, is he like telling them like what matches he wants to see and like they just do it? I'm assuming so. That's crazy. Shawn Michaels is wrestling. Shawn. I know, but like, but, but like, does he just did he just go? I want to see Shawn Michaels wrestle, or did he say I want to see Shawn Michaels and Triple H versus Kane and Undertaker? I'm assuming they they asked for certain people to perform, and those certain people responded. How much? 
Uh, yeah. And here's what we'll do. And they responded, here's a blank check. Do whatever the fuck you want. Right, right, right. Okay. It, it feels like that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's exactly what it is. <laughs> I, I do like the whole Triple H versus Undertaker for the last time in October. I'm like, oh, good. They, they won't fight again this month. That's great. I don't know, man. They might just add them to Evolution the way that they've been just, <laughs> you know, cons- consolidating that card. Jesus Christ. I got worried last night. Uh, spoiler alert of when we're recording. It's a Wednesday. Uh, <laughs> last night during SmackDown when uh, Charlotte speared Becky and came back and the blood was on her hand. And I was like, how bad set cut? Oh, no. Charlotte didn't look thrilled, but she's right. fine. Everything's good. Um, but yeah, that's, I, that was my question. That's my off topic, uh, kind of on topic question there. I like so. it. Uh, but. On to number four, which, who knows, could be on topic for Crown Jewel, too. (laughs) Um, And number four, it does have a lot more to talk about. Uh, But that said, I don't want to because, God, I hate this guy, too. But you know what? It's it's a fair use episode. We're going to do it. Uh, And a lot of people, they probably would see this one coming. Maybe a little bit higher on the list. I have it at number four because fuck Hulk Hogan. But it's a Hogan... Uh, against The Rock, Rock v. Rock v Hogan at WrestleMania 18 at the Sky Dome in Toronto, Canada. What a fucking great match. Ugh, why, did, why is Hogan such a shitbag? Uh, hey, yeah. How do you ruin... So, let's, let's roll back the clock and go into why this match happened. Uh, the NWO comeback uh, to WWE. Uh, Hogan wants to take a photo with The Rock for his, like, all-star driver son, Nick Hogan. Um, <laughs> are you on mute? Because I see you dying. Are you okay? I, oh, man, I was taking a drink of water, and then, I, then that happened, and I was like, I'm dead. I Well, I, Nick Hogan isn't, so I... Oh, no, man. Jesus. Can you tell I don't like the Hogan family? I just... I mean, they have... Every everything That's makes me sad about the Hogan family. Yeah. Um, but Hogan wanted a photo for uh flawless driver Nick Hogan. Uh which the like The Rock said like no, and then it turned into The Rock or like NWO said shit about well the Rock was going to agree and then the NWO said shit about the Rock and Rock was like, I was just gonna take a fucking picture, you idiot. Uh and then The Rock roasted the NWO and then the NWO responded the next week. Uh, by putting the rock in an ambulance and then trying to murder him. <laughs> I mean, did was you, it between well, the bed? Did you go bell? back? And, did you go back and uh, revisit the uh, the rivalry for this one, or just the match? No, 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 just the match. No, no, no. There's very definitely. Uh, if you remember, do you remember the NWO driving a big rig into an ambulance? Uh, vaguely. Yeah, the rock was in that ambulance. <laughs> <laughs> It wasn't. It wasn't the NWO being like, "Oh, this would be a cool thing to wreck vehicles." No, no, there's a human being inside that one. Um, I, you know, another good kayfabe crime that would have been a great one. But at the same time, I did like I liked Romans versus Braun more, uh, because Roman lost to Braun and then became a pissy bitch about it. <laughs> and also, I mean, I mean. I mean, you can't take any of the boss mans off of there, so it's like, what are you going to do? There was no way I was removing three boss mans from the <laughs> KFM Prime episode. Uh, and by the way, if you're listening, 
Great response. Thank you for everyone who gave great feedback on Big Boss Man. This is now a Big Boss Man podcast, by the way. Um, yeah, so we're going to get to those turns. <laughs> what a 1999 for Big Boss Man. I actually don't think there's any 1999 on this list. There isn't. No 1999. Uh, yeah, because Bossman was a heel through, through and through. That's why. No, no, no. Well, uh, kind of. Yeah, no, that when he got hanged, he was like a... He was in the middle. He was like anti-hero. It was like he was a bad guy, but he wasn't fucking goth undertaker murdering people. So. Yeah, but he, was, he wasn't also like a beloved character at that point. No, no. He was not uh, Cobb County, George's finest. And even when he was, it was still kind of bad. Uh, but that being said, NWO tries to uh, kill Hogan. No, Jesus, not Hogan, The Rock. NWO tries to kill The Rock. Uh, this all ends up with The Rock versus Hogan at WrestleMania 18. Um, and you can tell immediately, this is, I'm trying to think of another one. And if, if you can, awesome. What Was this the first real match where the crowd kind of dictated what was going to happen? Obviously, there was going to be a face turn at the end of it. They were traje- going in that career trajectory anyways for him. Right, right. I feel like the crowd hit the gas pedal immediately when that match started and really changed how the match was going to work itself. Uh, I, I, yeah, I mean, I can't really think of any others. I mean, of course, we could talk about storyline and how the crowd really drove forward, like Daniel Bryan's storyline, but that's different. That's a completely different situation. Um, yeah, I, I can't think of a match where like the full storytelling of a match was was just changed because of how that crowd came out with it. And and maybe it wasn't. I mean, maybe you read too much into it and you hear stuff online, you hear people talk. Uh, but watching the match, you could tell the shit was different. Because uh, Hogan came in as the heel, and no one treated him like that. If anything, The Rock got the heel treatment for most of the... Uh, hell, at the end of it, you know, The Rock obviously won that match. Uh, the Rock won with his third rock bottom of the night. When The Rock hit that rock bottom, there was an overwhelming boo. Oh, yeah. Everyone hissed that The Rock was about to win that one. Uh, and that kind of spoke volumes as to how that match was dictated in its own right. Uh, as I spoiled it, Rock wins. Sorry if you didn't watch it already. It's WrestleMania 18. Go back in history. It's a great, it's a decent WrestleMania. I say great loosely. <laughs> yeah, uh, calm down there. Yeah, uh, so The Rock wins this match. Uh, him and Hogan shake hands. The Hogan is like, dude, go celebrate. It's fine. Uh, the NWO comes out to his national hall. NWO is not like a 50-person empire at this point. It's just three guys. Poor Virgil. Uh, <laughs> we're not there yet. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Nation Hall come out, berate Hogan for losing, which is funny because Hall lost to Stone Cold earlier on that evening in just a weird match. But whatever, I guess Hogan's the only one who can't lose. Right. Uh, they start beating up Hogan. Rock saves Hogan. Uh, NWO leaves with Hall just continuously pointing at his shirt like, we are a family, but I beat you up. So <laughs> How dare you do this to me? <laughs> How dare you make me beat you up for losing, you idiot. Uh, Hogan's about to leave. Rock pulls Hogan back in the ring. Uh, starts doing the Hogan flexing. People fucking lose it. Uh, that is, it's the first time that happened in WWE in fucking ages. 
um, especially for, God bless them, the uh, sweet Canada crowds. Uh, those Canadian crowds really know how to turn it out once they're given oh, something. Oh, yeah, for sure, absolutely. They never... I I, I want to see a major pay-per-view again in Montreal just to see everyone lose their goddamn mind. Isn't there supposed to be one? Is there? Maybe. Hopefully. I feel like there's uh, supposed to be... like a, Isn't SummerSlam going to Canada? Oh, well, Toronto. Oh, yeah, that's right. Going to Toronto. Uh, but yeah, like last time they were in Montreal, that was the uh, crowd that like lost it for Seth Rollins for ten minutes, and he just right. kind of yeah. stood there laughing, being like, "This is fucking cool." <laughs> I love Canada. Canada's great. They do everything good. Um, but yeah, just a, a great, great face turn in in the ring, not in life. Hogan did not make one in life, but no, 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 no. <laughs> Can you tell we're biased? If anyone's like, you guys are TPC, fuck off. I don't... I hate Hulk Hogan. He's... Suck he's it. He is not on my team. That dude... It, like, I don't care. Like, if you sit there, like, yeah, it sucks that, you know, your stuff gets leaked. Like, if you get hacked or leaked, or something gets... If you make a tape and that tape's stolen, or tape's made against your wishes, that's horrifying. And I feel sympathetic for that one. Um, and if, if what was on that tape was just like, Hey, I was in a bad place in my life and I was fucking my friend's wife and, and like, I really, I really know how to pillow talk. Yeah. She recorded it against my wishes and it made it online. I would have felt heartbroken for him. And then you said some things and that makes you great. A shit bag. I hate, he's he's really good at pillow talk, man. He like knows how to get the ladies going. But if anything, a testament to how big this match was, I fucking hate him and despise including him in anything. <laughs> and he's on this list. I willfully included him for just how big this turn was and how cool it was at the time. Uh, and I will get over it by downloading a deal like someone's created character of Hogan in 2K19 and then beating the shit out of him after we're done. I feel like yeah, that's yeah, a problem. Yeah. Um, any any thoughts on this? Otherwise, we'll go to number three because I'm I'm very excited for number three. You know what? I have no thoughts. Uh, I was going to say also, uh, just to add on to the sh- how much much of a shitbag Hogan is, <laughs> come back and you double down by saying that the guys that didn't accept your apology don't know how the business works. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck number three. You. Yeah, they might not know how the business works. You also don't know how racism works. Fuck off. Oh, he knows. Um, Speaking of weird racism, let's go to number three. Uh, Who remembers when the million dollar man had a servant? That was a fun time. (laughs) Oh, God. Uh, But I think... That that lended itself beautifully to this storyline. I think that speaks a lot for where this goes. Because uh, obviously there was a lot of weird feelings about Million Dollar Man Ted DiBiase having a black servant uh, who just right. kind of wore sparkly vests and carried around shit for him. Uh, and obviously what we're getting to is uh, Royal Rumble 1991. Virgil turning <laughs> face on the Million Dollar Man Ted DiBiase. Finally. Uh so in a match, to kind of summarize what happens in this for you, uh, DiBiase and Virgil versus Dusty Rhodes and Goldust. It's Dustin. 
but it's gold dust. Every I don't care what Dustin Rhodes uh, gimmick he is in <laughs> at any point in his career. He's now just gold dust. Um, I like to think he's been gold dust for 500 years at this point, and he's now just an entity. You mean even when he was in TNA and his black black rain? Even when he was his like WCW child rapist character? Was that, what was what that? Was that seven? One? Was that seven? I think so. But in TNA, he was he. That's when he like got really big, and he was called Black Rain, black and he rain. was just a it was just a gold dust outfit, but all black. And then it looked like he had kind of like a Fu Manchu too. It was very weird. Oh, but the the seven one was weirder. Do you remember? Did you ever watch those vignettes? <sighs> I don't recall. Oh, the vignettes were great. It was like a child that was sleeping. And then the camera would slowly pan to the window, and he'd just be outside, fucking staring at the kid. Oh god! Uh, yeah, no, there's multiple of these. Um, and then the funniest thing ever, obviously, in a, like a worked shoot, uh, but he like floated down to the ring, got in the ring, <clears throat> and then was like, "WCW's management wants me to wear this shit." <laughs> wow! It was the fun- yeah, it was. It's a funny thing to look back on, being like, it was a work shoot, but it was funny as hell. Right. Uh, but DiBiase and Virgil versus uh, Dusty Rhodes and uh, Goldust. Uh, either way, Virgil fucks up a bunch during the match. He wasn't that good of a wrestler. It's it's understandable. What? Yeah, who knew? Uh, so <laughs> DiBiase ends up winning with a small package. A small package. Yay! Daniel Bryan, what up? Love... The small I love the small package so much. It is my favorite dumb move in WWE. It's just so simple. And it's just very like, yeah, roll up, match is over. And leaves everyone like, what the fuck just happened? Why? Why was that the it's ending? It's a great moment. Uh but post match, uh DiBiase uh commands his servant, Yeesh, um, to put the title around his waist. Virgil instead and it's in kayfabe, it's on DiBiase for not like recognizing that Virgil is taking two minutes to put a belt around his waist. Uh, but instead, Virgil clocks him with the Million Dollar Championship. The crowd standing ovations Virgil. <laughs> the that, only time that's ever happened. Yeah, that speaks an incredible volume to the uh, the hold Virgil had over this crowd for a short seven to eight month period. <laughs> People are captivated by this man. That's uh, insane. Yeah, no, it was re- it's really bonkers to be like, you know, Virgil had a like really compelling storyline at one point in WWE. Oh, yeah. Um, but that happened. This all cap well, it doesn't cap off, but the big match that comes out of it is WrestleMania 7, um, where it's a match for the Million Dollar Championship. For some odd reason, Roddy Roddy Piper is there uh, and helps him, essentially helps Virgil win by countout. So no, no championship. Uh, there's a weird segue, not segue, but, uh, DiBiase just beats the shit out of Piper. Piper, by the way, is on crutches and has like a torn ACL or something. Um, was he, was he painted half black too? He wasn't, uh, thankfully that top of talk about problematic. (laughs) We're going to do a top five problematic things in WWE history. And I feel like that's going to be number three or four. Oh my God. If we try to do that, we'd have to make it. Like a five-week expansive top five. No, no, I I think we could get to top five. Because Pro- remember, pro- I think we could summarize down to five problematic, like, no, these ones were like, this was a fucking issue. 
I feel like, like I feel like Vince McMahon at top of the list. Like I feel like Vince is like on the list three times on that. He's the boss man. Maybe. I mean, but it, it's worth going back. Uh, who knows? Maybe <laughs> someone will suggest it. We're gonna do more user suggestions after this. So if you want to top five problematic things in WWE history, we're we're going for it. Um. There's a really weird scene afterwards while Roddy Piper's like beat to shit. Uh, Virgil's just screaming for Roddy Piper to get up, and then they play Vir- Roddy Piper's music. So Virgil doesn't even get his own music for the win. <laughs> it's Roddy Piper's music, which is great. Uh, and then, yeah, they feuded until November, and Virgil actually won the Million Dollar Championship eventually. And then he va- faded into obscurity. So goodbye, Virgil. In- this is show. Show up at every Comic Con, WrestleCon, demanding you give him money. Internet wrestling superstar Virgil. Um, a fun side story about Virgil, uh, where my friend and I uh, used to run a booth at Comic Con for uh, t-shirts because uh, we made t-shirts at the time, and uh, we we sprung for the extra power. It was two. It was like two hundred for the three day weekend, and we're like we're getting power to our booth. And uh, Virgil noticed that we had power and came over and was like, hey, can I plug my phone in for five minutes? And we're like, oh, yeah, go ahead. And then he came back three hours later. Wow. And it was Virgil. And I was like, you're very trusting with your phone. <laughs> I didn't ask for a photo because I knew it would have cost something. Even though we I know, like, even, if, even if he like, let you use, like, you let him like charge his phone, he'd be like, it's $20 for a photo. Yeah. $20 for a photo, guys. Um. This one makes – I put this one on the list because I think it's rarely talking about, uh, but also it was a big one. Like people really went for it when that occurred. Uh, the crowd yeah. popped hard. It's one of the few big uh, – I mean, granted, a lot of these lists are objective, obviously, to our view. That's a part of a top five list. I'm not asking everyone. It's objective. It's one of the few uh, – the actually, there's two I remember from my youth, and this is one of them. The other one's going to be on this list too. It's actually the most obvious one, and we'll get to that. Everyone knows that's coming. Um, but yeah, it's it's one that for a guy that constantly gets shit on, he did have a year in WWE history where he was part of a very important storyline. Uh, and it's and also, like, I mean, that moment was career defining for him. That yeah. that defines if if you're going to define anything good like you know there's these jokes about virgil there's all the shit that he says on twitter uh, or whoever writes his twitter uh, but it's you know we have all these different things that, that all these crazy things the fact that he loves olive garden whatever or the fact that he tries to con you out of money all the time whatever this is a career defining moment for a wrestler and it was big it people were invested and it's i mean we'll get into um, the next topic is a you know prime example of somebody you know holding having a, the audience on the edge of their seat with being invested in something. Definitely, I mean, it's definitely a bigger star in, the, in that sense. But this meant something. Uh, yeah. Virgil, Virgil had a moment, and and it was. I mean, going back and watching old old wrestling, the crowd when they react, it's fun, dude. Like it's in, in like the ninety, like early nineties, like when the crowd gets into it, it's it's exciting. They it's are really there exciting. for it. They are. This is in Miami too. That's how you know it was good. 
<laughs> Miami doesn't give a shit about anything wrestling-wise, and the, these guys showed up. Um, and Miami shows up for The Rock, and that's it. After that, they're just like, fuck off. We we could care less yeah, about but every, this. But every time they go to Miami, they're like, hey, you guys want an eight-hour show? So that's yeah. about that's the, the Rock Miami it. Super Show. Uh, but yeah, number three, uh, Virgil on The Million Dollar Man. Uh, if you want to see the genesis of where this started, it's Royal Rumble 91. Uh, also, Hogan won that, so sorry. <laughs> Spoiler alert if you didn't watch Royal Rumble 91. You've only had 30 years. It's fine. <laughs> um, but anyways, on to number two. Shall we go on to number two? Cause oh, number two. Let's go. Two and one are two of my favorite matches in WWE history. Big time. Absolutely. Uh, this is actually the match... If someone we got into a, this, and I think I actually talked about this match specifically. You did, you did. We were yeah. about what we would show of somebody if they asked you what what wrestling. What, show me wrestling. Exactly. Someone asks, "Hey, I want. I'm not into wrestling, but I want to see what it's all about." Uh, this is the match I show people as far as look it. Uh, and that we're gonna go back to we're this one before WrestleMania 30 as well. But, I also like I just like the fact to be like, and I go, I say, look it, <laughs> look it. Uh, but January 13th, 2014, uh, Providence, Rhode Island. It's Raw. Daniel Bryan uh, and Bray Wyatt versus the Usos in a steel cage match to main event Raw. Um, First of all, Providence, Rhode Island, that crowd, it's its the offshoot. It's Providence, Rhode Island is pretty much the Boston crowd getting another Raw. That's yeah. that's all it is. They will make the hour drive. They're fine. Um, uh, the you, know, crowd, you know, it's a Providence. Uh, good old Matt McCarthy, ex-WDB uh, ex, uh, employee's current stand-up. Oh, good guy. there we go. Providence, Rhode Island's finest. There we go. Uh, the crowd, electric. They're fucking murdering it the entire show. By the way. Uh, in rewatching this Raw, I was astounded. Kofi beats Orton clean. It is, is that a- when Kofi is that? That's not when Kofi was going over his his solo run. No, that, that's way no, too- no, no. Because remember, this is right before WrestleMania 30, so Orton's the champion. Oh yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is like them being like, "Oh, does Orton have it going into WrestleMania?" That's right. Um, that's but right. But they let Kofi beat Orton clean on Raw, and the crowd fucking lost it. Because uh, it wasn't like, oh, people interfered or oh, someone else's music played. Nope, Kofi just won. Uh, well, Kofi's was- also a Boston boy, right? Yeah. That's crazy. Um, so it, it just adds to like, that's also ex- funny because, you know, they have the the home, basically the hometown guy win, which is like a very rare thing. Well, he was in Providence, mind you. That doesn't count. I- no, it does count because. No, well, no, no. But- You've got to be in the state. You have to. If you're I- not in the state, I, I understand. Count. But like you just said, it basically is the second show for Boston. Yeah, but it doesn't count. It doesn't count as a I got, Boston I, Okay, show. fine, fine, it's dude. Saying, it's not a hometown show if you're not in your state. That's you, You're allowed to win. Yeah, if you are if you don't have the license of the state that you're in, <laughs> that's you're good. Um, but off of that one, also, another weird thing about this episode I remembered while going through it, WWE Network commercials everywhere. And not like, oh, buy the network for nine ninety nine. I mean, hey, with the WrestleMania thirty build, it's only forty days away. Uh, so it's real Amazing. weird to see like a time without the WWE network. 
what a crazy point in history. <laughs> that it's it's very weird because obviously in order to go back and rewatch all of these matches and you know figure out what the times that things were and what happened, I end up watching rewatching a lot of these old episodes. Um, and not possible without the network. So people well, want to. Co- bless you, network. Bless people, you. People want to complain, but that's a great nine nine ninety nine each month. I will shill the fuck out of that. I will tell you this much: the the funnest thing in in the world was I don't know if you did this, but I know that I was on camera during Royal Rumble during uh, during the Rock versus Mankind and for the I Quit match, and I know I make it on camera during that match. So when my first thing that I did when I got the network was go to that pay per view, fast forward to the part where I know I'm in the crowd at the certain part, and found myself. It was very weird. It was it was like I got a time machine and I was able to like, like oh the young Kevin stop wearing Superman t shirts. I didn't. I've only ended up in the background of a WWE shot once, uh, and it was funny because Ryan didn't realize it when he sent it to me. Um, I forget. I think it was like Kevin Owens was in the crowd or something. Um, it was, uh, the NXT San Antonio, uh, that they had before the Royal Rumble that was in San Antonio. Um, and I was sitting behind Matt Riddle and, Oh yeah, that's right. That's right. It's okay. Yeah. They had a shot of, they had a shot of, I, I think it was Owens. But it was like a shot of Owens, and then Riddle was behind Owens, and I'm behind them in between. Uh, <laughs> and Ryan said something. I was like, "Oh, Riddle's there," and I was like, "Dude, look behind Riddle." <laughs> That's <laughs> it's me. I, I wish that there was a uh, where they could put uh, some old Laguna Beach episodes on the WWE Network, so you could go to season two, episode one of Laguna Beach, and see Ryan <laughs> in all his glory. So weird. I still need to find that episode. If you have a link. Dude, I will find you the link. It's it's very crassly put on YouTube, I believe. But um, yeah, you can definitely see Ryan with just clean shaven, long hair. Uh, you know, phonally flown back up to New- to San Francisco by MTV so they could shoot them leaving San Francisco, and just being like, "Oh, what are you gonna What are you gonna do? What are you, What are you gonna do when you get back?" to SoCal, bro. And he's like, oh, I don't know, like the girls. And he's like, ah, the girls. It's my this favorite is, thing. That is so good. I'm actually, if I'm trying to see episode one, season two, dumbass. What are what are all these things? Just show me season two, episode one. Why is this? Oh, God. You actually might even be able to pull up on MTV's website at this point because... They they had like done a marathon a couple years ago, and I like DVR'd it at the time, just so I could watch it several times in a row, then delete it. If anything, oh yeah, no no MTV episodes. I like how this is the break that James was choosing to take. He was he's a must find yeah. Ryan on Laguna Beach. Yeah, no no. Hey everyone who's listening, you're coming with us. For, oh, you know what? <laughs> of course, it's on Daily Motion. We're getting this done. Of course, of yeah. course, it's on Daily Motion. Yeah, it had to. I was like, you know what? We're not gonna find it on YouTube, but like Vimeo or Daily Motion is gonna be a good shot. Of soon, as soon as I search Daily Motion, it's right there. God bless him. <laughs> it's um, like right at the beginning of the episode. Oh, <laughs> uh, while it's loading though, let's let's go back <laughs> to number two, season two. We're also on number two right now, uh, and you know, like we brought up, 
Daniel Bryan and the Usos versus the Wyatt family of Raw. Crowd is electric. Um, to set the scene for you guys as far as uh, what has happened up until this point, uh, the Wyatts have been recruiting Daniel Bryan. And what I mean by that is fiercely beating him every episode. Abducting him. Abducting him, him, yeah. Until he's eventually like, yeah, I'll join you guys. Stop fucking beating me up each week. He's like, get it. I have a beard. I'll put on the damn outfit. Shit. Uh, They join up. They do some cool shit for a while. Um, But obviously there are some rifts uh, building. And you can tell this moment's coming. But no one actually saw how big this moment was actually going to be. Nope. No um, way. Just a, a fucking moonshot. It was insanity. Um, so they have the match. It's all fine and dandy. Uh, the Usos end up winning the match. They escape the cage despite Harper and Rowan trying to stop them. Uh, they get out. Harper and Rowan get floored by the Usos eventually. Usos leave. It's now just Bray and Daniel in the ring, um, in the center. Bray... Daniel acts like he's going to be sacrificing himself to Bray. Bray's about to give him the sister Abigail. Daniel breaks out of it. And he's like, nope, that's not fucking happening. Bray goes to attack him. Uh, Daniel Bryan ducks and starts fighting Bray Wyatt. The crowd is going nuts at this point. Insane. Fucking losing it. Because Daniel Bryan has been a character that they've wanted to see do more for ages. And this is kind of like, it's building the apex of what this character is going to be. Um, and this is also just, you know, the build-up point to, uh, what do you call it? Blanking out right now. To the whole yes movement. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, so off of that, uh, they, they fight, uh, Daniel strips off his Wyatt clothing. For some odd reason, he's wearing his other wrestler clothing underneath. (laughs) He had it planned the whole time. Which, sure. I guess if you wanted a backup option or maybe if the, you know, jumpsuit tour, you had other wrestling gear on. That's, you know. Bless you, wrestling. Very utilitarian um, of Daniel to do. Uh, but in doing that, uh, is fighting Bray. Harper and Rowan try getting into the cage. Daniel uses Bray to, you know, knock them both off. Daniel then goes to set up for the. Uh, Running knee uh, strike. Running knee strike. Yeah, I forgot if he had an actual name for it, and he doesn't. It's just running knee strike. The yes knee, I'm assuming. (laughs) Uh, But in doing so, starts for his slow yes chant. And this is kind of... The the slowest motion yes chant. Yeah, and this is where you really get the sense of what the crowd is into. Um, They're just along for the ride. It's seemingly every person in that arena is doing the yes chant in sync with Daniel Bryan. Uh, and the crowd just explodes when he hits it. It's so ridiculous that you're the way just you describing it and like me going back to that moment as watching it on TV. Like I'm getting chills. Like I, just like thinking about it right now. It's such a fucking crazy because you don't see shit like that. You no. see, you see fans going nuts. You see fans, you know, doing chants, and that's fine. Um, but the chants are like, they're never something that's like generally prefabricated or WWE right. is created. Here's the thing. It's like, it's, it's like, like I was just saying is that it, in the nineties or eighties, nineties, like when the crowd went off, like you felt it and you didn't really get that a lot. And then, so now you have this, I don't know, this like homegrown thing where the crowd felt this is us, this is ours. And this is what we get to do because he's our guy. And, like, you see crowds doing the yes chant, 
no one has done it better than this crowd. I doubt anyone will match up to it. It is such, it's going to be such a hard moment to beat because you rewatch it and it's a moment that you can't fabricate. You, you know, you can write for storylines to happen, but for that crowd in that moment for that setup, nothing beat it. Nothing. <clears throat> what I will always remember is the hard cam shaking. Yeah. The hard cam shaking from how just boisterous that crowd was. Um, yeah. It, it, fucking insanity. And the funny part is Daniel Bryan, I, I don't want to say funny part, but uh, he had a concussion. He doesn't fucking remember this. That, that to me is insanity. Um, he post, hits the knee. He hits the knee. He climbs a cage. He does the yes chant again at the top of the cage. Crowd is completely into it. Um, it's just such a, like seeing a guy on top of the steel cage doing that yes chant and having the entire arena join him again. It is such a striking visual. Um, anyone who's not been in wrestling that I've shown that moment has just kind of been like, damn, this is a fucking thing, isn't it? It's like, yeah. When it's bad, obviously wrestling is bad. There's no accounting for bad wrestling. There's a lot of right. it. Um, when it's good, it's good. When it is great, it is on par with any other TV show or show that you will watch. Like if you want if you want to, you know, talk about the high drama aspects, like no higher drama than seeing a guy, you know, like deflect evil and, and just sh- and the good good versus evil is just so displayed right in front of you in that moment. And it just it just you feel it. I, I feel it right now thinking about it of how crazy of a moment it was. Like it's it's so <laughs> it's funny, like I, I don't we're in a safe space of uh, rest fellow wrestling fans. Yeah. <laughs> fellow we, marks. Like we <laughs> could we could just talk about how uh, it, it brings out these crazy emotions, and that's like, it does. It's, it's, well, it's it's something where I, at my core, and this is it's an argument that I feel very passionate about, and I think I, I've definitely brought it up on this before. Um, but like, <laughs> I'm a theater nerd through and through. It yeah. starts at theater. Wrestling is live theater, and people forget that all the time. WWE has bastardized it a bit. Um, WWE's bastardized it a bit by saying like sports entertainment and you know it's people want it to be more of a sport and it's not at the end it is a live interactive theater it depends on that crowd to fuel what they are doing in ring because without the crowd the match doesn't exist without the match the crowd doesn't exist it is completely flowing entity um and that doesn't exist anywhere else like nothing else offers that which is bonkers to me and they're yeah, a traveling uh, show too, which is fucking crazy. But constantly, uh, just a constantly traveling. It's the circus is is constantly moving around, and it's it's making the towns. And it's, I mean, <clears throat> we shit on the storylines all the time, and you wish that that people are always like, oh, I wish the writing was better. It's not the writer's fault. It's there's one man that has and, the and final say. And like, here's the thing. Be, but yeah, at the end of the day. I, like here's the thing. It's funny to it's funny to uh, jock on this, uh, jock on wrestling storylines a lot. It's funny to make jokes and all that fun stuff, and y- you know it's fine. It's not going to stop us being like, oh, you know, it's kind of cliche at times. Fuck it, I'm still going to make raw jokes. I don't give a shit. It's fine. Yeah, absolutely. The reason why I think that joking happens, as opposed to say a show like Breaking Bad when it was on, um, we've seen how good it can be. 
I think that's the best thing I can say about this story, like this happening, is when you see how good wrestling can be, um, it's depressing to watch anything else. <laughs> yeah, like to watch a very su- like a very subpar three hour show of Raw, it- it's heartbreaking because you've seen what good shows can do, uh, and how that how that affects characters, and you just right. want more. And that I I don't know. It's it's a you can tell I'm passionate about number two, number two and one. Number one's more of a nostalgia thing, but number two is the uh, the exact moment I show people. Like it is, it is the reason why I'm into wrestling currently. If you want a reason why I'm still into wrestling and like covering wrestling now, that is the fucking moment. There's nothing else I can think of in the past, you know, seven years. Actually, no, that's me being a bit brash. Punk Cena at Money in the Bank. Oh, yeah, 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 big time. That was also a moment that I was like, this is just fucking cool. Like, you're not going to, you can't recreate this moment. Um, But this one, this was bigger than that. It was bigger because the Punk Cena one, you knew was coming. They had planned it. You knew, like, all the pieces were there. You just needed to wait for them to fall in place. This one was a moment that they rolled the dice on, and it paid off spectacularly. So, I don't know. Number two, uh, Daniel Bryan on Bray Wyatt. Uh, this one, if you want to go back and rewatch it, because it's a crazy fucking Raw, uh, January 13th, 2014. And worth going in. That's the second 2014 one that we had. So, <laughs> both WrestleMania 31. That, people forget that WrestleMania 30 run was hot. That was a real It really good, was. Yeah, real good moment in time for uh, WWE. There's a lot of good stuff happening at that point, um, and then also Ryback. But you know, beggars can't be choosers. <laughs> um, before we get to number one, honorable mentions. Do you have any? Oh, I mean, I just I'm, I I feel that I feel like we've done a disservice to the people, and it's that we haven't mentioned the best. I mean, I know we got a number one here. I get it. We haven't talked about the best heel the face turn, and that is the big show that one time. Oh, the, that you know one that, time, you, yes. You know <laughs> that one time, one time when he, he was but, a heel and then he became a face. Oh, I remember. I remember that one time the big yeah. show. He was a bad guy, and then he stopped being a bad guy. He probably cried a little bit, and then he became a good guy. It yes. Thank you so much. I'm so glad that you're on top of that. Dude, I'm so glad that we're we're in sync, me and you. I know it's three thousand miles away, but me and you, we we got this. I appreciate that if you combine every one of Big Show's <laughs> heel to face turns, it becomes the best heel to face turn of all time. But uh, yeah, it's, I mean, uh, that would be the honorable mention. It would be wouldn't it? Just the Big I mean, Show, the Big Show big setting. Show, like, big Show, you know how the Kane, Mark Henry. You know how like Kane and Roman Reigns have like eliminated. 22 people from a Royal Rumble. Right. This is his Royal Rumble set. Big Show has turned oh, face yeah. 22 times. It will not be it will not be rematched in WWE history. Roman's not even on one. Roman has one. He went heel to face once and then that's it. He's just forever in his mode now. It's fine. Yeah, what a loser, Roman. Loser. <laughs> yeah, loser. You're Jesus. not Big Show levels. Not Big Show. Big Show's not even in the WWE World Cup. He got he got that RKO, baby. He he took that RKO like a champ. 
I'm excited for the all U.S. World Cup. This is going to be great. <laughs> this is going to be fucking Shinsuke is not going to make it. It's going to be Rey Mysterio from San Diego. It's going to be awesome. No, they'll, they'll, they'll be like, he'll, he'll, he's representing Mexico. Don't you know they'll do that? Yeah, but everyone will be like, it's from fucking San Diego. 619 is the San Diego area code. You, you, you advertise this fact. He's not from Mexico. I was gonna say. I mean, I've my dad has a six one nine area code. My dad lives one one exit away from the border. So I mean, it's Mexico. One exit away from Ray Mysterio Jr. Uh God. Also, by the way, the Laguna Beach episode loaded. I'm just I'm trying to load it now. Oh my God, it's so weird. <laughs> Is he wearing a Zoo York shirt? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. He's wearing a Zoo York sh- Oh, no. Everyone, you can go to Daily Motion if you want to see uh, Editor-in-Chief Ryan Satin. Ryan, Steven's roommate. I don't have the <laughs> audio on. I assume they're talking about uh, different... That, that, ex- uh, I'm that assuming- exact thing where, where he's like, he's like what are you going to do? What, what, what are you looking forward to when you get back home? And it's literally... You know, the girls. <laughs> the no, girls. From how they look, I'm assuming they're talking about like late nineties like skate decks. No, no, no. Ryan like, doesn't know nothing about that. Like things that were in Tony Hawk Pro Skater 2. Yeah, like I mean like Goldfinger. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Toy Machine. <laughs> we ride element. That's fine. Okay. Um, number one. Let's get to number one. One, 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 one. Um, this one should not be a surprise. If it is a surprise, you probably need to revisit your wrestling history. Um, because if it's apparent, we don't like going for cliches. Cliches are not a thing that we like to lean on because it's boring. Five million podcasts have already done it. That being said, if we're doing a heel to face, um, episode number one, obviously has to be, uh, Macho Man and Miss Elizabeth at WrestleMania seven in Los Angeles. The reunion, the reunion. It is fucking impossible not to do this one. I tried to think of a reason to leave it off. You can't. You can't not have this at number it's one. Such a such a moment. The crowd is like. There's people in tears. It, it brings you that one gif of that kid who has the the big glasses on. He's got like that yellow hat thing where he's like in tears. Yeah, it's it's a good moment. It's, it's such an a great emotional moment. fucking moment. It is one that once you are. If Daniel Bryan and uh, Bray Wyatt is the thing that you show people now, this is the thing that you show people once they are into wrestling, what old wrestling, how cool it was. Um, I mean, you, you get Macho putting Elizabeth on his shoulder. Yeah. Um, well, it's just- we'll, we'll go into setup a little bit um, before we get into the actual thing that happened. She's got but, that cool sweater on. <laughs> the, the setup to this match is uh, Warrior was the champion. He was a champion at one point. Randy Savage kept asking for a title match. Uh, the Warrior, his response was more or less so the equivalent of fuck off Randy Savage, uh, which is funny as hell. Because it'd be <laughs> like, I want a title match. And Ultimate Warrior would be like, fuck you, no. Uh, this came to a head where Sergeant Slaughter was facing Warrior for the championship. Um, Randy Savage took his scepter, his glass scepter at the time, smashed it over Warrior. Warrior loses his title. Warrior is understandably very pissed off at Macho Man Randy Savage. Very upset. Very, very upset. 
Um, for some odd reason, Warrior's response to this, and this is all kayfabe. We obviously know the reasons at this point why Savage is leaving and all that fun stuff. Um, but for whatever reason, Warrior's like, fine, I'll fight you in a retirement match. Because, yeah. you know, that's the next logical conclusion. There's yeah. not a championship, so just put your career on the line and how you make money. It's fine. <laughs> uh, Randy, for some odd reason, accepts. I never understood the reason to accept a retirement match. Oh, yeah, brother. Like, oh, I could get you to quit right now, but if I lose, I have to. No. <laughs> I'm not going to. I just want one heel, one heel to be like, this is a dumb proposition. I'm not going to let you goad me into it. I'm not that stupid. That would be fantastic. Um, but Savage accepts for whatever reason, retirement match for WrestleMania seven. Uh, Randy Savage's manager was sensational Queens Sherry at this point. Miss Elizabeth has been off TV for almost a year at this point. Uh, and this so is after, yeah, this is after all the mega power stuff. This is Elizabeth off TV for a year. Uh, Macho Man has sensational Queen Sherry. Crazy shit. Um, they have the match. Warrior wins the match. Um, Savage has to retire. Uh, people are not thrilled about it. And during the match, my I'm getting ahead of myself. During the match, uh, they keep cutting to Elizabeth in the crowd for whatever reason. Uh, the crowd there has no idea. Like The people who are around Elizabeth are like, oh, Elizabeth's here. So one right, thing right. I love about current TV, uh, well, old TV as opposed to current, if someone's there, they show them there, they show them on the Titantron, they show them on the big you know, overhead screen. Uh, right. People are looking on their fucking phone at YouTube TV. They see her. Now, everyone knows this person's there. Back then, you show Elizabeth in the crowd. The fucking people around Elizabeth know, and the people at home know, but no one in the crowd does. Right, the crowd has no idea. Yeah, and this leads to a lot of really cool uh, fan responses. Uh, so they keep cutting to Elizabeth, so you know something's kind of up. Uh, Savage loses. Sherry comes in and starts whacking the shit out of Randy Savage, uh, which is kind of great because Randy Savage, is, like, he's more or less treating it like, get, get the fuck off me. Like, I just lost a match. Like, get fucking hit. Right, right. Uh, Elizabeth, tired of seeing her old man uh, just get wailed on by Sherry, jumps into the arena, uh, which... She got in flawlessly, uh, certainly unlike Rob Gronkowski, who jumped <laughs> a barrier and security stopped immediately. Yo, props to that security guard, though. She she was on top of her shit. That, here's the thing. People wanted to admonish her to be like, the fuck are you doing? And I was like, no, she, she did her damn job. There's this giant man who just jumped a guard, and she was the only one who was like, you need to fucking stop right now. Because <laughs> <laughs> leading up to that, there was like, there was like several instances of dudes like hopping the barrier, yeah, and like, and like she was the one that was like, "Nope, this stops with me." I am ending this now. Go her. I don't know who she is. Hope she got a goddamn raise for that. Um, yeah, fine, but Elizabeth, <laughs> Elizabeth jumps the barrier flawlessly, gets into the ring, beats the shit out of Sherry. Crowd is losing it. They know exactly what's happening at this point, which is crazy because Elizabeth is a very plain character. It wasn't like Elizabeth was like Savage and had tassels and neon hair. and It's that sweater, I'm telling you. Yeah, she had that, that dope sweater. That sweet, dope, black sequin sweater. With stars. Great. It did have stars on it. It did. Yeah, um, it was like, it was like, it was like, she was like a cow, but it had like nice stars instead of like spots. Uh, Sherry gets thrown out of the ring by Elizabeth. Uh, Elizabeth then tries to comfort uh, Randy Savage. 
who Randy Savage is like bucking his arm. I'm doing it like people at home can see like what no, Randy yeah, yeah. Savage is doing. Just imagine you're like on the ground and someone keeps like pushing your shoulder and you're just like, get the fuck away from me. He keeps doing that. Uh, and then eventually turns around and is just like, he's he's had enough and he's going to like point and say shit and then realizes who is touching her, touching her, touching him. Uh, and then shit, like he sees her and is very like taken aback by it. Everything in this is played extremely well. Yeah. Um, taken aback by it. There's a lot of like, will they, won't they, will they, won't they, they eventually hug and the crowd explodes in the, really biggest moment of that WrestleMania. Also just like the greatest hug. Like I'm a big I'm a big fan of hugs. Like that's a good hug. That's, that's a, a really good that hug. That was a real quality hug as far as a they are back. They have made it. Everything's fine. Um everything wasn't fine in non kayfabe obviously. Yeah, yeah. Horrible shit happened. Uh but still you know fine in the context of that storyline. Uh and they kind of yeah it was they Randy had to retire, quote unquote. We all know what happened afterwards. That's yeah. all fine. But for the moment itself, perfection. Perfection. Um, my number one by far. I puts her up on the shoulder, carries her around. Yeah. She's waving to the crowd. Everyone's elated. Um, you might as well have played Sweet Caroline at that point. Have the Ernie crowd. Power bombs her. He doesn't do yeah. that. It's a fit. It it's moment. a heel turn as well. That's insane. No, it's again, you know, it, for us, I, I don't know about you, and not something we have to talk about a whole bunch. I know it's our number one, uh, and it's kind of abrupt to like not say a whole lot about it. But what what more can we add to this conversation? That's that's my yeah. thing. This it's, is it's just it's, it's such a good moment. It feels good. It felt great. Uh, the crowd again was captivated. Uh, we go back to the last three, uh, the top three here, and the crowd's captivated each time. And it, it just—it's uh, great storytelling, great moment, uh, great hugs, great sweater. What 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 more can you ask? Great sweat, top five sweaters in WWE history. Uh, <laughs> number two, I could, go, I, could, I could go on that list. I could see that's a if if you are listening, we're going to be asking for user suggestions, and I'm going to put this in there. You know, this is a good one to start with. I want weird things to go over. Do not give us normal topics. I want to try to ignore normal. You can topics. bring normal topics, it's, but let's also let's let's get spacey. Yeah, let, but let's get fucking weird, and interesting. That's I want to do some weird, weird fucking questioning. You want to talk about top five sweaters in WWE history? I'll do it. Like, let's fucking bring yeah, these. I'm, I'm, I'm so hyped on that. Actually, let's. I I got to do a lot of research on who was wearing sweaters. I feel like that. I feel like Paul Orndorff wore one. I'm probably mistaken. I mean, Mean Street Posse has uh, has their sweater vests. Yeah, sweater vests. Uh, that's a real good call. Uh, top five robes in WWE history. I feel like robes would be a good one. Robes is a good one. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that, like I said, regarding this, there's not a lot to say, say that hasn't been said by five million other podcasts and interviews and people. It's it's the pinnacle of WWE moments. It's something that has been shared and reshared and reshared for decades now. Uh, it is a moment that will go down in time as one of the greatest in WWE history. There's no questioning it. Um, the match itself was incredible. Uh, re- even with you know Warriors limited move set, Savage really pulled it out. Um, I 
I know we're, we're kind of wrapping up the list here, but I just got an alert from the Washington Post that the Saudi Crown Prince ordered Operation to lure and then detain Post contributor Jamal Khashoggi, U.S. intelligence shows. So this is happening right before we go to the Crown Jewel. Oh, oh yeah, you didn't know this? This no. is so that that's probably them confirming it. Um, but this has been talked about throughout the day where it's like, hey, yeah, you guys are about to go there and things are fucking weird and we can't stop. Like they can't wow. suddenly pull back and like give them back all that money. Everything's probably there already. We're getting this show. I'll wow. come live. I have that Friday off. Let's do this. <laughs> we got it. Um, but yeah, no, that's my number one. I don't know if you have anything to add. I certainly don't. Uh, if you want to hear more about it, I'm sure there are 5 million other podcasts. Ryan will probably get angry that we're being like, listen to another podcast. But like, really, <laughs> I, I don't know what else to add besides this is the number one. Um, I would have really to do is go back and watch it. Yeah. I'd like instead of re- listening to a podcast, watch the match and understand what we were talking about. If you haven't seen it, it's worth your time. It's a um, moment. It's such a it's, a, it's a beautiful moment in wrestling. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's everything that you want. As we were talking about in regards to how much of this is theater, it's two, two loves being reacquainted re- again. And just like, it's, it's just, they, they get back together. It's a reunion and it's, it, it's very emotional. It's very um, emotional. Yeah. You get that one kid that's crying and that has the giant glasses and the yellow like beanie thing. And it was Kevin. It was Kevin. It was Kevin. Was that child? It was me. I was the child. It was in L.A. It'd be great just to lie that I was like every child. I was like the young Brock Lesnar guy. <laughs> I was five uh, years was, old at every WWE event. No one knew until <clears> now. I was the little girl that uh, that was mad about the Miz. That was Kevin, me. Kevin is bowl cut kid who's at all the WCW events. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah that's i'm five. i'm busy <laughs> how's it going oh god um but yeah that's top five uh top five heel to face turns in wwe history uh i hope you liked it i hope everyone enjoyed this list it was another one that we did decent amount of research on and came up with those five uh i stand by the virgil's my favorite one on that list definitely not number one but it's you know virgil making a few and far between list uh, I want to talk about yeah. Virgil more, and I don't think he's going to make very many lists here. Um, unless we get that top five problematic things in WWE history, in which case he still might not make it. No, no, he won't. He I won't. mean, given given what – no, he won't. Uh, Kevin, if people want to harass you, post this episode mm-hmm. online. Say after this show, I want to go on Twitter and harass you for things you said. Where can I do that? Guys, come find me. Come face me. Come confront me at Kevin Gets Rad cross platform just to make your harassing to me a little easier. More like boss platform because you're a boss. I'm a uh, boss. Compliment. Uh, and how about a, ra- how about a rarely you? paid compliment? Check that out. <laughs> how about you, Jimmy? Two shirts. Where can people find you on the webs? People can find me at Chill Hartman. Very simple cross platform. You can you can do that whenever you type it into your Google machine. I'm there. It's a verified account for some reason. Who knows? <laughs> like, world is your oyster. Just say whatever you want. Well, not whatever you want. Don't be mean. Yeah, don't say. Don't don't be mean. Being mean's kind of lame. And then yeah, it's like just be nice. Be nice. Hey, you know what? 
constructive criticism. If you don't like the show, let me know why. Maybe we can change something. Maybe maybe we'll take your suggestion. Who knows? Maybe your suggestion is next. Like at the thank you again to at the Victor Puente for this week's suggestion. By the way, it's a second shout out for him. Thank you. I assume your name is actually Victor Puente. Maybe it's not, in which case, weird username. But thank you, Victor. (laughs) It was was like Josh Sullivan. Weird though. (laughs) It's it's me at the Aaron Rodgers. Oh, name Aaron (laughs) Rodgers? No, just a fan. (laughs) Oh, interesting. Uh, Weird. Uh, but yeah, this is another episode. Again, if you liked it, disliked it, let us know, please. Uh, and, you know, we hope uh, you listen in next week. Uh, for my co-host and myself, we uh, bid you adieu. Have a wonderful day. Au revoir. We begin today's meditation with a few sipping exercises to remind us a little treat can go a long way. So pick up your McCafe iced coffees, close your eyes, and deep sip in. And deep satisfaction out. (sighs) Take a treat retreat at McDonald's. Right now, get a McCafe iced coffee in any size and any flavor for just 99 cents until 11 a.m. Price of participation may vary. Give the gift of choice this season with multi-store cards at giftcards.com. With multi-store cards, treat them to dinner, movies, or shopping on one convenient card. Featuring all your favorites like Macy's, Alta, and Lululemon. It's a great gift card everyone will love. For last-minute gifting, choose the Happy Holidays or Holiday Favorites e-gift, delivered straight to their inbox. Purchase multi-store cards today at www.giftcards.com slash multi-store. 